0: Welcome to Just One More Story, a weekly podcast featuring unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. Some are thinking, why should I listen to this podcast? Well, to be perfectly honest, who better to tell a story than the person that wrote it? And in this case, that writer is me, your host, George Walters. With that, let's get started. Hi folks, thanks for joining me here today. Today I have another great story lined up for you. Its main goal, I suppose, is to let folks know a wee bit about foods. that Some say we shouldn't be eating, or better said, some foods that we should be careful with. Now, don't get to thinking it's one of them health-related stories, as it really isn't. Well, I guess if you listen real close, it might prove to be a bit helpful in certain areas. But for most parts, it's just information that I have collected over the years, mostly my own, that I have felt... Would be of interest to some. So that being said, I hope you enjoy, and you thought. Now some folks knowing me by my weekly columns and newspapers and magazines along with this podcast had probably come to their own conclusion on my lifestyle. I would also assume that most would think that I only ate food that was good for you. Well, to be perfectly honest, it hasn't always been that way in spite of how good farm life was or was cracked up to be. To take this good eating thing one step further, I would say, if asked, that I don't honestly believe that we have been given the best of advice when it comes to the food we eat today. Thinking back to when I was, say, around five or so, there were many trips that I went to market with my old dad. On them days, we would always stop off and have a 12-inch hot dog at a Dairy Queen, along with a milkshake. If there were two combinations that I loved most back then, them would be the two. Even today when going to town, my wife and I occasionally stop for a milkshake at the Dairy Queen. They still can't be beat in that department. Although if I had to pick a second best, it would be McDonald's. Especially the McDonald's in around Sarasota, Florida. Maybe it's the warm climate that makes them taste so good. Anyways, I know it's hard to believe, but my two sons, Craig and Carl, along with my lovely wife and I can verify that they are. Actually, I have even found myself going out when temperatures were below zero Fahrenheit and snowing to get one from time to time. Hot dogs now, the good old 12-inch ones, are getting harder and harder to find anymore. Dairy Queen used to have one of the best tasting ones, but their way of making them today has changed. It could be the variety of meat you're using, I suppose. It's hard to say with what is going on with the food industry these days. Another place that did a fair job at making a decent hot dog was Harvey's. Not the best I've ever eaten, but tasty just the same. They still grill theirs, and you can pretty well get whatever condiments you want on for toppings. My toppings would be smother it with fresh, raw onions, relish, mustard, and if available, a few peppers. I prefer the peppers now that I'm getting a touch older and wiser, not too hot. The One thing I don't like on a hot dog is ketchup. In my books, it takes a great hot dog and turns it into something that's downright unappetizing. If you're a lover of ketchup, well, that's fine. But if I might throw it a suggestion, try it sometime without it. In doing so, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Another favorite of mine... Would be good old baloney. Person has to remember here though that all baloney isn't equal, and I mean that sincerely. Some and I hate to say this, I wouldn't feed to a. Well, let's just leave it at that. Kinda did like years ago though was the wax kind that you would get at the family meat store, made with their own spices and things. Usually they weren't large places, but they were well liked and folks lined up to be waited on. I've always said that if you see folks lined up and waiting, you know that is the place to deal with, as everything will be fresh and, most of the time, good. However, getting back to bologna, you know, they say bologna is a poor man's food. That is true in essence, as it is a cheaper alternative than others. But to me, there isn't any sliced meat that can be put in between two pieces of bread that would be tastier than some good old bologna. Today, it's getting harder and harder to find a good quality of baloney, as most stores wrap it in these plastic packages full of ingredients that a person has never heard of before, covered with, well, that slimy stuff. Amazingly, some does eat it, which just boggles my mind. Oh, I can't honestly say that I haven't tried it, as I have, but as soon as it enters my mouth, I know I shouldn't be eating it. On a good note, I can still visualize my old dad and myself after market on a warm summer's evening on the way home, stopping the truck alongside the highway. Pretty hard to do today with the traffic and onlookers. Dad would take the blanket out from behind the seat that we never went anywhere without and lay it out under a big old shade tree surrounded by some sweet-smelling grass. While he was making things comfortable for us to sit on, I would make us a sandwich or two each, which would consist of a piece of two- or three-year-old cheese and around three or four slices of wax bologna. It kind of depended on how thick the bologna was sliced to de- determine the exact amount of slices that was needed. I then would put the cheese and bologna in between two pieces of homemade crusty bread and add an ample amount of homemade mustard that the meat store owner made himself. That would be it. No butter or anything else needed. Now, for those that hasn't had a sandwich like this, let me tell you, you've passed by a luxury in life that can't be beat, and I ain't foolin' neither. I know, them last three words to some would be undesirable, but they do get the message out there clear enough, and to me, that's all that matters. Lastly on the subject, of baloney, a friend of mine, one time said, while we we're both sitting under a tree enjoying a baloney sandwich, and along with a cool one. You know, George, I have heard that some of our powers that be wouldn't even consider eating baloney sandwiches. Is that right? I replied. I had a bite of my sandwich and said, It surprises me that they think that way, as I have always figured that most of what they are saying is nothing but Well, let's leave it at that. I wouldn't want to belittle a great tasting meat. Another item high up there in the list of things I enjoy was a porterhouse steak. For generations, us Walters would say there is no better, and there is no better way of preparing them than on a barbecue. What about the T-bone steaks? Well, in our eyes, they have to take a back seat comparing them with the porterhouse. And besides that, why would anyone pay the same money for a steak that isn't as tender or flavorful? Now, don't get all in the huff. You're welcome to eat what you like. I'm only stating what I enjoy. You know, since I'm knee-deep into chatting about steaks, when my dad was alive and we invited folks over for a steak dinner, that is all they got. Nothing more. Well, maybe a cool beer on a hot day would be warranted, as... I have heard through the grapevine that if you have a beer along with a steak, it can enhance a person's creativity. Eh, Who am I to argue? But the main reason behind not wanting any more to eat other than the steak is your body has obtained all the nourishment that it needs and sends out signals to those that listen, saying, I'm full, let's go find something else to do long as I can remember, not one person ever walked away from the table wanting more. Today, though, a good steak is hard to find unless you know a butcher that has a little bark on him from the old school. Better explained, I suppose, it would be that them old butchers, or the ones trained by them, know what a steak is all about. Meat, you know, is not just cut any old way, according to my butcher friends over the years, saying that a processed right. The customer will always come back for more. Change that word, process, to cut right. Doesn't do the steak justice. Another one of my weaknesses on the liquid side of things, other than milkshakes, would be a nice cold bottle of soda on a warm summer's day. The only problem with that is they don't put it in any, any more glass bottles, just cans or plastic. They say it doesn't affect the taste or quality. Well, they're wrong. As to me, the taste that I remember and look forward to just can't be found anymore. Finally, I often wonder why these so-called health addicts have to keep reminding us every time we go out to a nice restaurant, which isn't that often with the prices they charge nowadays, not to eat this or drink that, as we might put on a pound or two, or our meal might cause indigestion, or... Ah, heck, see there? Even when not around, these adolescents have a way of making a fellow feel guilty. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at I'll say that one more time stories at I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public. Pocket Cast, Cast Box, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.